Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. That word knowledge uh, in the Greek is gnosko, and there's different kind of knowledge, right? There's knowledge that you get as a teenager that your parents tell you, right? Hey, if you do this and this, bad things are going to happen. But as a teenager, you're like, what do you know? Right. And then as a parent, though, you go, well, I have gnosko. That is experience knowledge. Right. That, you know, things through experience. Now, what he's saying here in verse 13 is that when we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God, he's saying it's through a personal experience. Church is not just an intellectual learning center. Church is a place where we grow through personal experience in the body of Christ. And it's one of the most important things that you can learn through experience is how to work with other people in the body of Christ. Now, if you think about your own body, because the Bible compares your physical body to the church family, right? And we read last week where one part's the ear, one part's the eye, one part's the nose. Every part has a, a part to play, right? Now, I don't know if you've ever, like, driven through Nampa, you know, when it stinks, and you're like, oh, Nampa stinks. I think I'm going to cut my nose off. I'm going to get a, because I don't like it, right? No, that's ridiculous, right? But sometimes people in the body of Christ, they come to church and, and then someone irritates them or like, that's it, I'm cutting them off or I'm getting out, whatever. But, but the Bible teaches that whatever gift you have, you're to use it and to use it in the body of Christ to edify the body of Christ. And that involves working together with God's people. Now, if you don't know this, I'm going to give you some really amazing insight tonight that, that this is going to stick with you. People are difficult. <laughs> right? And do you think God knows that we're sinners and that we're difficult? And then he said, hey, you guys got to work together to accomplish my purposes in this world. And then you're like, does he know what he's doing? <laughs> yeah, right? Because as you work together using your gifts, whether it's the gift of exhortation or teaching or evangelism or administration or, or helps or whatever, hospitality, whatever it is, that we all work together. And as you work together with other people, you're going to find that people are difficult. And when you find that people are difficult, then you realize, wow, I have to make a choice that am I only going to serve God if things go my way, or am I going to serve God with a bunch of difficult people, right? That's the choice. And I remember as, you know, a young Christian in my 20s, I was serving at a Calvary Chapel, and, you know, someone annoyed me at church, and, and I remember just going home and being so annoyed, I, I was praying, I said, God, this person annoys me. I don't know if I can serve at that church with that guy. And then I just felt like the Lord told me, well, Bob, you can either keep doing what I want you to do, or you can let one person hurt your little feelings and you can stop. Now, I didn't say it exactly like that, but, you know, I mean, that's what I perceive. Like, I can just stop because, you know, and, and as I, I prayed about it, and I was just kind of talking to the Lord like, well, that seems stupid, right? That I would stop doing what God created me to do because one person bothers me, right? And, and then I just started thinking, what kind of Christian am I? Am I a sissy? <laughs> am I like, someone goes, boo! And I'm like, oh, I quit. I can't do it anymore, right? 
I'm like, and then I started thinking, look, when you were a heathen in the world, I mean, you risk going to prison and you didn't care. And now one person at church annoys you and you're going to stop serving God. And then I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to serve you. And then I was praying, what should I do about? Well, you just need to pray for grace to that person, right? And that's why as he talks about serving the Lord, he started out in Ephesians 4, verse 2, we read last week, where this is why you need to do what verse 2 says, with all lowliness, gentleness, that's humility, gentleness, long-suffering, that's patience, bearing with one another, endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, in the bond of peace. So when you serve together at church, you need to humble yourself, and you need to think, I'm going to be long-suffering. One of the secretaries told me the other day, she's saying something about their family, and it was so hard, and I said, well, that's what love is. It's long-suffering. You're just getting started. You know, it's like, yeah, that's what love is, right? And so that is the perspective about serving in church, not somebody says boo and I cry and quit, right? I mean, it's like that I need to do what God calls me to do. Well, well, what if there's really super annoying people? So, <laughs> right? I mean, there's always super annoying people everywhere, right? But the good news is I'm here to tell you that the body of Christ, at least we're praying, Lord, change me, and we're all trying to become more like Jesus, more loving, more gracious, whereas the world, whoo, they're not gracious at all, right? They, they, don't, they don't shake anything off, right? Even though Taylor's telling them to shake it off. They're not shaking it off. They're like, we're holding a grudge till the last minute, right? And so we talked about that last week. Verse 13, till we all come to the unity, uh, and that's part of spiritual maturity, of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to, perf- to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So when it talks about growing to where you can get along with people, unity and serving, and that's why it's so important, right, uh, that we're gonna become Perfect, right? What does that mean? Well, when it says perfect man, it means mature. Not perfect as in sinless. None of us are going to become sinless on this earth. Now, there are people that misinterpret the Bible and say that, yep, one day you're going to be perfect and you won't sin anymore. It's like, that's not so. You just need to drive on the roads I drive on, and then you'll you'll see that you're not perfect, right? I mean, uh, but it means to be mature, right? And one of the characteristics of a mature Christian is someone who can get along with other people and can use their gifts, and serve God in unity with other people, even though you don't agree with everything they say and do, right? And, and that's why Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.23, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. So one of the characteristics of a mature Christian is someone who's not always wanting to argue and dispute and, and you know, just cause trouble. And some Christians think it's a mark of maturity to be able to criticize and, and point out faults. And, you know, when I was a young Christian, I went to this ca- uh, Calvary, and there was this weird dude that came to church, and he told our pastor, he said, you know what my gift is, pastor? And the pastor said, what? He said, I have the gift of prophecy and rebuke. <laughs> and I remember I started laughing, just like, prophecy and rebuke? <laughs> it's just like, where's that in the Bible? It's not. Yeah, right. That's why I'm laughing, right? But, uh, and some people think it's a spiritual gift to point out everybody else's flaw. Now, I'm here to tell you, that's not in the Bible. It's not a gift, right? What is, what is it a gift is to use your gift to build up the body of Christ, to build other people up, to encourage people to do the work of the kingdom. Anybody can criticize, right? I mean, anybody, you don't have to be very, you only have to have maybe one and a half brain cells. I used to say two, but I don't think you need even two brain cells to criticize because it doesn't take much work to point out that everybody in the body of Christ is a sinner, right? Well, we already know that, duh. Uh, and then, well, you want to point out everybody's sin? No. And, and so 
that's not what we're called to do because we know the Bible says that Satan is the great accuser of the brethren. Satan accuses God's people. That's not our job. Our job is to use our gifts to build people up, to equip them for the work of the ministry so that they can do the work that God's called them to do. And that's what church is about. And I don't know what you think, but when I look at the world and how crazy people are getting, man, the church needs to shine bright. The church needs to be showing God's love in every aspect. You know, when, when new people come in off the street who aren't Christians and they come to church, they should see a church full of people who love each other and serve each other and are encouraging each other and that they would sense the Spirit of God working in people, right? And so that's an important part of the church. And I personally believe that the reason that our country is falling apart is because the churches are falling apart because churches don't teach the Bible and churches have this wrong idea about I just come to church and hear sermons on tithing and as long as I tithe I can do whatever I want I don't have to serve Jesus and I can live like a hellion right but you all know the verses the Bible says if you want God to heal your nation what is, what is that what does he say if my people who are called by my name will repent of their sins it starts with God's family repenting How's God's family going to repent? How's the church of God going to repent if they don't ever hear the word repent, right? And so the whole seeker-friendly movement was don't tell people to repent because it's offensive because then you have to say they're sinners. Well, they are sinners. Someone needs to tell us the truth, right? That's why I like Deion Sanders. He's like, man, I tell these kids the truth. If they're a terrible player, then I tell them you're terrible. Hit the road. <laughs> and they're like, isn't that hard? He's like, well, look, they're hearing so many lies. They need somebody to tell them the truth. Now, when a football coach is saying, that young people need a coach to tell them the truth, that's sad because the reporter should have said, don't they hear truth at church? But they don't say that because why? Because, yeah, they don't hear it. Anyway, he goes on in verse 13, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, which speaks about spiritual maturity. Jesus is the measure. When you say, what is spiritual maturity? Well, Jesus is the model. And we talked about last week how spiritual maturity in, as a Christian, to be spiritually mature is to be like Jesus. And and you all should know if you go to church here that Jesus came as a servant. He didn't come and say, okay, people, get my bags, show me to, you know, lay out, roll out the red carpet. None of that. Jesus served people. In John 13, 14, Jesus said, if then your Lord and teacher has washed your feet. Now, Jesus is there with his disciples and he washed all their feet. Now, I don't know how that felt in the hierarchy of society at then, but I'm sure it was low, right? It's what the servants did. It's what the butlers did. And so Jesus washed their feet, and he said, you also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And if you know these things, and then notice what he says in verse 17. You know them, but the blessing, the joy, the blessing is if you do them. Now, I underlined if. Why did I underline if? Because there are a whole lot of churchy people who know all about Jesus being a servant and Jesus washing their feet, but they don't do it, right? And, and so Jesus said the blessing comes and do it. Now, was Jesus saying that every Wednesday we should have a feet washing ceremony? No. My feet are super clean. <laughs> I mean, it's like they're inside socks and shoes and, you know, you get them out and you're like, whoa, they're nice. And if I knew we were having a feet washing thing, I'd put a little, you know, uh, Armani, you know, fragrance on them. And you'd come and like, whoa, that's a nice experience. People walk through the dirt. They didn't have shoes, right? And so Jesus is saying, look, the blessing comes from doing it. Now, he's not saying that we should wash each other's feet. What he's saying is that we should serve each other with the gifts that God's given us. Because that's what it says through the whole Bible, right? That God c calls us uh, to and gifts us to use what we have to encourage others, to bless others, right? So 
in Matthew 20, 26, Jesus said, Yet it shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great among you. Now, I want to ask you, do you want to become great in the God, kingdom of God? Yeah? Who wants to become a loser? Raise your hand. <laughs> right? Now, I'm going to assume all of you want to be great in the kingdom. What does Jesus say? You want to become great in the kingdom of God, then let him be your servant. Right? Now, here's the question that I want you to remember tonight. How does a person know if they're becoming great in the kingdom of God? And here's, here's the answer. How do you respond when people treat you like a servant? We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day.